This podcast is presented by Hanover Messe, your leading event for industrial AI. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of our Industrial AI podcast. My name is Robert Weber, and it's a pleasure to talk to Peter Seberg. Hello, Robert. Hello, people from around the world. Hello, Peter. We have a special episode today because we have two guests from Linz, Professor Dr. Sepp Hochreiter. Welcome, Sepp. Hi. Nice to be here. And Albert Ortig. Hello, Albert. Hi. Nice to be here, too. Both of you speak today, is it right, for a new company called NXI. Is it right? Or are you speaking for university, Sepp, and Albert for the company? Please make it clear for us. I think we both now speak for the company okay. because uh, this is a new thing. Yes. But I'm still at the university. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sepp, you are well known. So, Albert, please introduce yourself briefly to the listeners. So, uh, very brief. I'm in the business since some years, since 25 years, and doing digital services, digital product development. I uh, have a company with 100 people uh, and founded several ones. And uh, together with Set now uh, and another partner, we founded NX AI, which is focusing on this AI topic uh, where Set is uh, highly in it. Yes, we already recorded an episode on XLSTM, and you, Sepp, told us to be patient. We were patient, but today you have news. What is the news, and what can you tell us? Uh, we have founded this company, mm -hmm. uh, in particular, uh, also to advance uh, this idea, this XLSTM idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, we uh, in the company, we will also follow up uh, different research directions. But uh, we start with this XLSTM, which is at my heart, and uh, I'm very eager to, to push it to see whether we can be better than this nonsense uh, transformer stuff which, which is on the market right now and uh, what what's important for this company is we got funding mm -hmm. uh, to do the compute because to show that it's really nonsense we mm -hmm. need compute uh, to to test or compare the excel mm -hmm. for very large models uh, with uh, everything which is on the market right now in particular, we, we, we are going for a scaling laws. Uh, we compare the smaller models with larger models. And if we always better, then we can go and train the very large models and can beat every large language model which is on the market, which I think we will do. In, in, in small scale, right? You're, you're already done in small scale. We are now doing in small scale, but we have the funding also then produce one in large scale. But in small scale, we have to show that we are better. That's what we're doing right now. Yes. But uh, And it looks like we can do it. But if this is done, we build a big model and bring it uh, on the market. Uh, then we will perhaps lease it, sell it. Uh, we don't know how, to, uh, how the business model uh, would look like. Mm -hmm. But you know, Excel is them, it's much faster, much, much faster Mm -hmm. uh, then, then this transformer nonsense and therefore it's much more important for industrial applications uh, Robert you, you, and Peter you, you remember we had this industrial uh, meetings in the Alps Yes. and here the industrial partner said uh, it's slow 
and uh, we cannot use it. And now we can supply something which is not only better, but much faster. Okay, I have, I have two questions. One to Albert. Who gives you the money to now go on large scale? So the whole company is funded by NaturalX, which is the company builder of us, where I'm part of it and where also uh, Pira Digital Holding is part of it. And we two are also the only uh, ones beside SEP uh, as partners in this company and we funded it out of that. So, of course, uh, the big uh, industry company, Pira, and the family behind supported us here also in terms of funding. For our German or for other international listeners, Pira is, is an Austrian-based company and one brand or one, one important brand is KTM, right, Robert? Exactly. Pira is a big mobility company which has different brands, KTM, Husqvarna and others, uh, also in the bicycle market, mostly known in the bike market. I have to comment on this. I'm very happy to say we have companies like those here locally because if you look around, it was really hard to get something funded which is on the research stage. It's not already a product ripe, and you get this all the time in Silicon Valley, even in China or whatever. But uh, to be honest, Germany, Europe is too lame to do stuff like this. It's just too lame. It's as I say, don't uh, invest in, in new technologies very early to keep the te technology in the country, in Europe. But here we found somebody who is doing this, which have some mindset you normally find in Silicon Valley. So, Peter, you have a little bit more technical questions, right? Yeah, let's see. <clears throat> Last time we talked, Seb, was in October, actually. So for those uh, listeners who want to go back for the details, already at that time, you wanted to kick open AI from the market. Strong language, which you're using still today as well. You talk about transformance is now just going 26 years back. That's when you did the paper. You invented LSTM together with Jürgen. You put the, the, the paper on the market. By the way, we're going to ask you if you're going to do a paper this time as well. It took 10 years. And then it took off and you as big tech made big money with your technology. Then Transformers came. And so with XLSTM, you want to make sure that's my understanding that LSTM, XLSTM is going to be the number one again. Uh, has something structurally changed since then? Is your basically the USP of what it is that you're offering is one, the most important thing that I got out. Is it that you have a linear approach rather than an exponential approach from Transformer? Um, now, what is this? Uh, Transformer have quadratic in context length. It's a number of words. It's a number of problems you consider. And we are linear. And there's a trend in large language models Those language models perform better, which have a longer context, meaning uh, your question and, and uh, giving the background is longer. And then also, if it's a complex question, your answer is longer, yeah, or you have to drive something or explain something. And their transformer do not perform because they are quadratically. And here, we are much faster. So... One thing is then, of course, benchmarking. Two questions. Number one, are you going to have a paper that you're going to share? Number two, 
you're making very strong claims, which I'm very happy with. I don't know who is making these claims, so that makes me even more waiting for uh, for the details. But how do you benchmark? I mean, there's so many different benchmarks comparing to all the GPT-X, uh, to Claude, to Mistral, to Gemini, to Llama, and all the other ones. How do you compare? What is the the main criterion by which you say you're better or faster? Uh, first of all, you already mentioned something like Mistral, Aleph Alpha, Llama, but they're all transformer technologies, they're quadratic, forget them. But where we do benchmarks is whether the benchmarks are established. There's a Hackenface benchmark, uh, there are benchmarks where the new things which came out do the benchmarks on. We uh, at the beginning will use Slim Pajama or, or Red Pajama, which is a data set, so open source. Llama was trained on, and everybody uh, thought Llama was trained on. And then we use uh, the standard benchmarks because we have to use the same data and the same evaluation criteria to show that we are better. If you use something else, we cannot compare. We use exactly the same stuff and show we're doing the same, but only better. We are better. And that's very important. That's uh, science. Science is you get the same uh, input, Uh, have the same times, the same number of parameters, but the output is just better. So you mentioned hugging phase. Are we going to see the output of your uh, approach on hugging phase soon as well? Or? No, uh, it's not decided. We will, uh, the other question was, at some point we will publish. Uh, we will discuss whether uh, we keep the IP rights in the company because you already mentioned there was this LSTM and Google made money with it, Facebook or Meta made money with it, Amazon made money with it, Microsoft made money with it, Baidu made money with it, Alibaba made money with it, and I can continue the list. Europe had nothing, uh, I had nothing. And I learned, I hope I learned. And uh, first of all, now I want to keep IP or the technology, the know-how here in Europe, in uh, South Europe, Austria, Germany, and so on. And we will also power other companies with it. If we have the technology, we can found new startups which use this technology to really go to the market and put this nonsense from the market. The nonsense is this transformer. Can you, can you give our listeners a use case what can be done better with the xlstm what can you what can you imagine as a as a consumer as a industrial ai guy we have to do the evaluation we don't know uh, where we are better we can uh, and that's a standard measure predict the next word better but if mm -hmm. you can predict the next word better normally you're better in coding uh, you're better in logic And because mm -hmm. XLSM has two parts, one is the phonological part, the memory part, the other is the semantic part. Uh, yeah, because we have the additional semantic part, I would guess that we are much better in abstract reasoning. If you do, you know, there's a symbolic reasoning, you never do reasoning on the poor input. Because if you say, yeah, this Ferrari went from this place to a house, Uh, this Audi went from uh, this place to this house at this street. 
But in the abstract sector, say a car is going to a house. And if you have this abstract concepts, you can do reasoning. Things become much easier because you can move symbols around. And reasoning you always do in an abstract space. And we can open this abstract space. Therefore, we can, and I guess so we have to prove it, we have to show it, uh, we are better in some very complex situations. If the text or the semantics is about complex situation, complex uh, things, perhaps like coding, perhaps like logic, but we have to see. And here I see we ha would have a big, big advantage, but uh, this has to be proven. One, one question on the reasoning, Seb, because that's a big claim. I love it. Uh, the symbolic guys, you know, Gary Marcus and many other ones, they are not going to like your claim that you're going to be capable of reasoning. Perhaps I'm not, we are not so good like the symbolic reasoning machines, but I think we are better, or we hope we have to prove it. We are better than what's on the market. Okay. Albert, can you give us a little bit more details on your timeline? So we, we already heard la small scale, you're already done, now large scale. What is the timeline when we can see, when it's possible to test maybe the first model? What is the idea? So at the moment we are training a lot with huge uh, compute power also. Where? All around the world or in Europe? At the moment, all around the world. This is one of the topics okay. we are also focusing on to bring it to Europe, uh, to uh, build our own compute mm -hmm. or to make sure that we have our own compute perspective. And this is what we are doing within the next uh, two months very intensively, so till end of March. End of March, we have a comparison to all models uh, with our model, mm -hmm. Sepp uh, explained. And then... Um, on, on, the, on the small scale, right? Yeah, small and medium scale. I would say it's not. Okay. It's, it's 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 not so small. <laughs> it's it's yeah, really yeah. nice, uh, uh, but it's not really large. And the really large yeah. scale, um, then we have to do some some uh, homework after this training phase, uh, one to two months, and then we'll go to the very large training uh, data and uh, sessions. That's the plan. So that means mm -hmm. till end of March. Hopefully, we'll really see the charts available from all models in comparison to our model. And mm -hmm. then you have April, May, beginning of June, we will go into this large-scale perspective. Except one question. When we talk with our industrial AI guys, we had a conference this week in, in Frankfurt, and they are not focused on this big, large, 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 large language. They are focused on maybe individual, smaller language models. Is it necessary to scale large because you want to show I'm better than, than ChatGPT, or is it also a, an, an option to say, okay, we are better in, in small scale, medium scale, large scale, okay, maybe not, maybe, um, but we are also fine with this, both too? We want to do all of that, but first of all, we want to show that along the scale, we are everywhere better. If we have shown this, we can say, hey, our small model is perhaps better than your guys' large model. But there's another big, big difference. And uh, this is our methods uh, are based on, on LSDM technology. LSDM have memory. And uh, the transformer have to store all the words, all the tokens it has seen, 
and also for prompts, it have to see all the prompts, uh, have to store all the prompts. Uh, and there was this thing like prompt engineering. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we will introduce a complete new thing. Uh, you can directly modify memory. Perhaps there's a memory cell. It tells you how friendly the AI is. And you can make it more friendly or less friendly. Well, you have a, a neuron which uh, is uh, saying, uh, is it talking more about leisure, hobbies, or is it more talking about work? Is it talking more technical or is it uh, talking more on a high level? And until now, everybody has done prompt engineering. We bring a complete new thing uh, into game. You can still do prompt engineering. You make prompts, let the XLSTM run over the prompts and send you, the, uh, you fill the memory, but you can directly modify the memory. And hopefully we uh, see some memory components where we can finer trust uh, the whole AI to some specific user desired uh, properties. And that uh, opens a complete new field. Let me ask a question of that, Seb. I'm personally not a big fan of humans needing to study for days or weeks, like doing the prompt engineering. So, I mean, as long as it's within an engineering encoders community, that's understandable. But I believe we need to go to a point where, you know, the large language models try to understand humans, you know, start communicating like humans. Is there some potential for it of what you were just explaining that, you know, we're going to be able to communicate with the model and it's going to ask us questions like I do now with you and with Robert and with Albert? Uh, I don't know because in principle, the high-level method is the same. It's predicting the next word. It's memorizing what already was there. And also the next word is uh, given with some probability. Things like hallucination, stuff like this uh, still remain because it's in the technology. It's inherent in it. But via this memory, uh, you can better steer uh, your opponent. You know whether it misunderstood things. Uh, perhaps you even have some knobs and buttons you can push to make uh, the AI to understand more technical things or whatever. This might be possible via the memory, but the principle is the same as with the existing technology. We don't change this. We do the same, but better, also better modifiable by modifying the memory, faster, with less computer, but the principle is the same. I was going to ask exactly that to clarify one more time in a number of points. What means better? We understand faster, better reasoning, semantics, less power means less money, so it's going to be cheaper, it's going to consume less power, so it's going to be good for climate as well? Yes, better, uh, what for me is the main thing is how good am I in predicting the next word. There's this measure of perplexity. And if a large language model is good in predicting the next word in terms of perplexity or, or the likelihood or whatever, you're better in a different task, question answering or, or solving some, some uh, math task or whatever. But that's our main measurement because it's the main measurements for all other methods. Okay, very good. One final maybe question from my side. Uh, I'm moving to you, Robert. Is, you know, we just learned that Meta is going to what? Buy, is it 10,000? Is it, is it the H100 NVIDIA? Um, and you were telling last time that your guys, your students, guys and girls around you, are all writing CUDA code. 
Um, and I assume that that's still going to be the standard. But if you're going to be, you know, at a certain level uh, faster, are we going to still going to need the very fast, best top hardware? Or do you say, well, you know, maybe there's going to be another market for the middle segment, not $30,000 a piece uh, graphics processor, but less than that? I would say, uh, first of all, for training, we need so fast hardware because we have to push also a big text corpora through the uh, model and, and learn on that. But also in inference, in application, if you have uh, to deal with many users at the same time and stuff like this, we probably also need it. What's also better with this memory, as LSDM memory, for long context, you don't have to store the original tokens. Uh, you're more memory efficient, uh, meaning you can run this model perhaps on smaller devices, perhaps on your cell phone with less memory. Uh, this might be also the case. Yes, but I still would bit on the CUDA coins, on the NVIDIA GPUs. Uh, we can go to AMD and other uh, techniques, but uh, this is yeah somehow the standard for deep learning these days. Yeah, and maybe yep. also from my perspective, um, the hardware thing at the moment is how can we be fast? Uh, and not only fast by hardware, but also fast by knowledge. Uh, the, the researchers are focused on or are used to work with NVIDIA hardware infrastructure, which makes it simple to start training fast, right? And um, time is a critical thing at the moment in, in the whole case. So this is why we decided to go on that, even because of time. I believe that uh, there will be new technology and I believe also we will go into research also how to use this new technology. But at the moment, it would cost us time to focus on that. This is, I think, the simple answer at the moment. And media is the way everybody is doing it to be fast and efficient and efficiency is it you can you can have a look into different ways on efficiency but if it's about time to market this efficiency is uh, is well covered the other question you uh, also asked uh, robert uh, a small scale mid-scale for industry we didn't uh, discuss so far what we are planning and what we are doing in annex ai beside xlstm so, of course, we are starting with XLSTM and our core is to do R&D research and development around AI. And XLSTM is, is, is a huge thing uh, we are doing and everything is focusing on that. Beside that, and that's important, is that we are also realizing a transformation layer from this basic research and development technology foundational model, new large language model, to industrial vertical applications. So we are very open and it is our focus uh, in parallel to this R&D part also to work on the way how to be able to use this technology in the industries. And for that, of course, also small and mid-scale is very important. We have to be better also in small and mid-scale because a lot of applications are based on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you tell me how much was the investment in your company? Can you share this with us? We we cannot, or we do not want to share a number. Of course, we yeah. could, but <laughs> we don't yeah. want to share a number. But I hope so. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot. So we invested a lot. We are at the moment training on uh, more than 1,000 GPUs day by day. So uh, if you uh, calculate that for some months, you will have uh, a nice amount 
but this is the first small part, right? So the, the, the next part is we are going deep to build products out of it. And we are going also into more research, uh, not only into the XLSTM, but also how to use it and uh, to bring it to other areas where we are building up um, a research lab together with SEP. So these are our, our focus topics on the one side, research on the other side, bringing it to the industry, partnering with industry and keeping it in Europe and trying to set up a second or third column of uh, European uh, AI technology with a, a new foundational model. Great. So, Albert, are you, do you have first ideas on ROI? So, yes, we understand it's a huge uh, investment. So, what, what are ideas maybe you have today without details, how money is going to flow back to you? I mean, are we talking open source? Are we talking IP? Are we talking potential contracts with maybe, you know, industrial uh, companies? Uh, what about end users? Do you have initial ideas on how the money may be flowing back towards you? Yeah, maybe some words around that. When we started that, Seb was in the situation that he said he needs a lot of money and he cannot make sure that everything works. It's research, right? We do not know what comes out. And you cannot um, call a venture uh, fund and ask for some millions or a lot of millions and uh, you do not have a clue about uh, the return on investment. Well, this is why it is a very special situation uh, to have this uh, combination of these three SEP uh, with the team as one of the most valued researchers in this area, the peers who are really so open-minded uh, and not eager to have a business model when started. And uh, on the third hand, the natural companies from my side, where we are focused on being able to bring this to industry digital product. And the Return on investments will be different. Um, there will be different income streams in future for sure if we have a great model. So our focus at the moment is really not the business model, but the great model and the first transformation from the model to products. What can be models to have a return on investment? On the one hand, it's of course licensing technology. It's of course uh, having own products out of it where we can make money also. If it's open sourced or not, we will discuss, uh, we are in discussion. I think we will have much more information to this question in two months. Um, and if we see the timeline, we started to discuss, I do not know, Sep, in September, right? Yeah. Uh, December, we founded the company with the money we need. And we started to train uh, already on 1st of December. In March, we will for sure have a good clue what we will start first with the technology to monetize something. But the core is research. I, 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 want, yeah. to, I want to give you one application I would love to do, uh, especially with XLSTM, because uh, this large language models was thought to, to, to contain all the knowledge which is in the internet, all the human knowledge uh, best. I would love to build something for a company where each company has a large language model and this large language models knows everything, all knowledge in the company. It knows how was the tax last year, did the supplier deliver on time, does the supplier increase the conditions or the prices, where is this machine located, where is this specific screw in my company, 
when has this person uh, holidays? Is uh, this person available? Is my car, my truck, whatever available and so on? And I only have it in my cell phone and I know everything. So problem what now other companies have, there's one expert, perhaps it's a tax expert or it's an expert uh, on one machine or whatever. And if this person leaves a company, it takes a long time until the next guy uh, say uh, on this date again. But if you have all this knowledge in your cell phone, you can ask everything. You can ask, ask a, a new customer comes and say, hey, do we know this customer? Where's your problems? Uh, what uh, where did they complain about? Uh, you get it immediately and, and say, hey, they were always not happy, blah, blah. And you uh, address this. Everything in the cell phone, everything about uh, your company. Where's the last sheet of paper? Where's every screw? Where's a device? Uh, logistics, when does the next uh, pallet of uh, plastic come or whatever? You have one thing and all the knowledge of your company. Hey, is this cool? But there, there's, yeah, there, but there's even more possible. Uh, two episodes, uh, last episodes, we had an episode with Backhoff, automation company from Germany. They are building their HMIs on the machine with a large language model. So you give him, hey, give me something about the pressure, give me something about, uh, I don't know, the output, and then the large language model is building a first draft of a, of a HMI. HMI means your machine interface, so uh, uh, the cockpit, right? But, but that's, that's coding. Uh, all these language models are very good in coding. You can always make a thing, and also you can make a first design, a rough design. You can also uh, design a rough workflow. You have a new thing, you want to have a workflow, or you have a new PR thing going on, and it can make a timeline for your PR initiative. You can do so many things. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, the last question I have. A few weeks ago, there was the New Europe's in New Orleans. You, you visited New Europe's in New Orleans, and there were all the Transformer guys. What did they say? Uh, yes, uh, um, we had uh, many papers there. Of course, we don't had XLSM there. Because But they already heard that you were working on XLSM. Yes, sure. that was a problem. You're right. <laughs> But uh, we did not uh, tell them because otherwise OpenAI... Uh, Uh, our meter would grab it and they're smart so immediately would 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 uh, look into it but i i mentioned something in a workshop and then uh, many guys run at me and say hey uh, what is it about when does it come out <laughs> and uh, uh, guys the state space uh, guys uh, who uh, develop mamba which is also now a competitor to transformer and we are looking very very deeply into mamba because If you bring something on the market, we will uh, want to beat everything. Some Mamba guys uh, jumped at me and said, hey, uh, can we invite you to talk? What is about? And so we are a little bit scared about what's coming out. <laughs> uh, uh, many guys, uh, also the guys from Jürgen's, Jürgen's lab, uh, they asked me, hey, Seb, uh, is it about this? So I try to, to lure out some, some information. I have some hypotheses and so on. Yes, there was a, a lot of rumors at Neurips. Okay, so in March we will hear more. We will hear more about the, the small and medium scale. All the best for you guys. Thank you very much for this update on XLSTM and greetings to Linz. Thanks, Sepp, and thanks, Albert. Sure. Thank you also very much, Robert and Peter. Thanks, guys. Albert, Sepp, have a nice day. Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.